Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Star Trek, Picard, Nepenthe, and Broken Pieces. In the year 2020, Star Trek Finally shut the fuck up! Okay. I really interrupted you. you yeah. Go on. I forgot you were going to do it. So that's okay, good. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> because we're, we're, we're giving you quotes from Star Trek today. There's no obscenity there. <laughs> I counted at least three in the episodes we're about to cover. Yeah. Two of them from Agnes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, so we are talking about uh, Star Trek Picard today episodes. Um, seven and Seven eight. and eight. Thank you. I'm losing track of numbers. That's Nepenthe. Nepenthe, Nepenthe, and Broken Pieces. Uh, this is Matt. This is Luke. Welcome to the... Sci-Fi Sanctuary. Rock on. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I guess um, I felt like Nepenthe was our most... With the obscenities notwithstanding, it was the most TNG episode we've gotten so far, probably because it had half the cast in it. But <laughs> Yeah, it had the cast, it had the music. Yeah, it went well. It reminded me a lot, actually, of... So but this was like the breather episode, right? Right. And it reminded me of the similar episode after Best of Both Worlds. Family. Yeah. Um, I think they even echoed some shots from that. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, I heard this elsewhere, but for example, when they first beam down in family, they're in the woods and they're greeted by um, Picard's grand, or not, uh, his nephew, right? Right. Whereas in this one, they're greeted by Riker's daughter. Oh, wow. See, I haven't seen it in a long time. So. <laughs> it's been a long time since I saw it. Like I, I said, vague vibes. I didn't know it was yeah, going to be. Someone else had to tell me there were actual literal. Oh, okay. And uh, leading up to Picard, they, there was a thing like, oh, from Star Trek.com, like, you should watch these 10 episodes before watching Picard, and that was one of the ones listed. So oh, okay. they knew what they were getting in. Sorry, it was briefly on that. Like, it starts with him on the chateau growing the wine, like... It's not just because of this episode that that was one worth watching. Yeah. No, it was just like, I guess they, you know, they're like, watch the inner light, watch Measure of a Man, watch Family, which they're deliberately echoing in all of these. But um, yeah, I, I made a mistake last week. Do you know what I'm talking about at all? Uh, just like generally your life? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean about Picard. No, no go on. Uh, last week I referenced that uh, Rios had had a fling with Rafi when he had actually had a fling with the doctor. Ah, right. And when I realized I was wrong, I was kind of depressed about that. I was like, it's kind of more awesome if they just let, let Rafi have her fling. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> he just stole her whiskey bottle <laughs> and drank it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good he took it from her, of course, but he was stealing it for himself. Yeah. He did so, yeah. But I, I caught that little mistake uh, from listening to our own podcast. I was like, wait a minute. No, it's the other way around. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was a little just, I was like, actually, I, I feel like the way I was wrong should have been the way it went down. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, um, we definitely get a much weirder doctor in these later episodes now that she's uh, snuffed out Maddox. 
Yeah, and we we do like learn about why that happened and stuff. And what I guess they're trying to redeem her. But... What is O giving her in the mind meld though? It can't be her memories because no, it didn't. Well, we find happen. out in the next episode. Oh right, it's it's the she's ancient, showing her what she saw ancient, when she touched the other thing. Ancient yeah. paranoia coming through. Yeah, yes. yeah. So yes, that was a question after, the, after episode seven, but not eight. Right. See, I watched them both back to back. Yeah, I watched I, seven last night and eight this morning. And, so. and I, I did them like real time. So yeah. Um, a little straighter on eight, I guess. But I want to talk about seven, of course, first. Um, now we have characters di- uh, to discuss, of course. Which one do you want to go for first? Um, I guess Riker, right? He's the big return. Yeah. Um, it took a little bit for him to get back in the swing because Jonathan Frakes is the director. Yeah. You know, he directed, what, episode directed three and four of these episodes, yeah. Well, two of them. I think they, oh, okay. they did each. Like, I think, I think uh, the way we do them in clumps of two, that's also how they assign the directors. Oh, okay, cool. So Frakes did three and four, and then he right. appears in this one. And um, he was like, uh, Frakes was noting that he basically hasn't acted in the last 10 to 15 years. Yeah, I guess the last time he acted would have been like Nemesis. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Marina Sirtis had, has still been doing some acting jobs, I guess not. She does a lot of voice stuff. She's in like Mass Effect. Yeah, so she was completely on point from the start, as right. Patrick Stewart has been, because he's been acting the whole time too, but uh, Frakes was mentioning it took him a little bit to get into the swing of things, but yeah, I think he gave us the full Riker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's weird that Riker is the one who's settled down and is now a family man. Yeah. Well, um, I'm dorky enough. I, I read Star Trek novels, so I was reading the Titan ones. Same like, like I don't. <laughs> Huh? Saying that like I don't. But you haven't read the Titan ones. Right. Yeah, anyway, in the Titan ones, it has, like, him and Troy are on the Titan, and they're trying to have their kid, and the kid they, you know, they have to use, like, special means and all that, and right. the kid they have is actually the one that has died in this the episode. Well, they talk about, yeah. So, you know, it was kind of interesting little dovetail with a novel. Yeah, yeah. Who does like that anymore? kept a lot of stuff canon. Yeah, yeah. Novels. I think as long as it doesn't, like, outright contradict what's in the, um... Yeah, yeah. The, the TV shows, they'll, they'll go No, but I mean, in terms it. of it feels like the show has deliberately oh, paid yeah. attention to them. Well, again, uh, they told you to watch these episodes because they were, those yeah. are the episodes. But yeah, even some novel points, the that episode seems to sort of acknowledge what happened on the Titan a little bit. So yeah. I thought that was cool. See, the only, the only novel I was thinking of, which I think we both read, was just Dimzadi. I've, I read two. Inside oh, you read two both? As well. I nice. read both of them. The second one's uh, definitely not as good. Yeah, so I like the first Dim and it's just nice to finally see, like, oh, they got a bit of a happy ending. No, the second one, it takes place after Generations, and it's basically the mechanism to get Worf dumped and stuff. So right, you were saying. It's a bit of a yeah, depressing yeah. read, because <laughs> Worf just gets shit on, right? I mean, he has to in that case, doesn't he? I mean, that is Worf's role yeah, in it, television. It, it is. It, it has the uncomfortable scene of him meeting um, Luxana Troy as Troy's betrothed. Oh, it's, it's uncomfortable reading, man. <laughs> but it, it definitely did plug in a few things that I guess needed to be plugged in between Generations and Deep Space Nine in particular in the next in the first contact. So, right, you know, the novels do the glue here, not like Star Wars where they just threw them out the window. Like, but, was, was anyone a fan of Wolf Troy anyway? <laughs> I don't know. Well, Parallels was a good episode. Yeah. I'm almost wanting to be a shipper for them because that episode was so good. I guess. I guess I'm a, I'm a shipper mostly because of a novel. So <laughs> <laughs> it's probably better if it's based on the actual show. Uh, so uh, uh, Troy, that we got Troy on screen. It's, she does her counseling. Yeah, she doesn't. Um, doesn't remember the accent she used to do on TV. No. <laughs> <laughs> but the character's down. Yeah. There was a little moment when she's talking to Soji where it was like, 
Because she's talking about how her son couldn't be saved because there were no positronic brains anymore. Mm. And I thought, like, oh, it almost seemed like she was about the character, where they were going to go was that she hates this girl. Oh, right. There was, like, a moment where she just had, like, this real cold... <laughs> But she didn't go. They didn't go that way with it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, would, I don't think would have worked. For no, it's a warm, fuzzy episode. But yeah, I did pick up. Like, is this about to go south for a second? Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. And it didn't. Um, I, I thought it was funny. Yeah, she's like, oh, we're gonna go talk at the dining room table. Like, it's your ready room because you and I have been waiting for the return of the ready room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want a ready room. If that's the closest we get, that, that's still cool. <laughs> pizza joint ready ready room. Yeah, yeah. The pizza looks pretty good. Not like Riker's eggs. Do you remember nah. Riker's <laughs> eggs? Yeah. What? <laughs> it's a pizza, but he didn't make any marinara sauce. That's not a pizza in my book. You could have the, he just uh, had the sliced tomatoes. Blanque. Uh, yeah. Blanc, blanc. The white pizza, cheesy pizza. Hey, oh. my favorite pizza at the, the, the onsen you can't go to because you have tattoos. Sorry, but you can have, you get a pizza there because they have a <laughs> dining room. Uh, and they have the four cheese pizza. No no red sauces of any sort. They put honey on it. That's cool. Oh. Me and Rob went for like the cheese deluxe thing at Domino's <laughs> six months ago. And it was just like, but it's like, you know, Japanese cheese is weak as hell. So yeah. it's just like an inch of cream and no tomato sauce. It's the worst thing I've ever eaten. You gotta go try the the one with four cheeses and honey sometime. He really bumped the price up. Anyway, I, at Riker's Pizza it looked good. Nice. I guess he's that. learned to cook. He's got his he's got his um He did burn a tomato. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um child acting went pretty solid in this episode. Yeah, she was right. Yeah, she was quite good. <laughs> Um, it took me, actually, it took me a few minutes to work out if it's a boy or a girl. Very androgynous actor. Uh, I pretty much could tell she was a daughter, right? Yeah. But, Tomboy, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, fantastic character. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and also, for one episode, could have especially. been such a shit character, but wasn't. Yeah, yeah, you could have had, like, another Alexander. Oh, oh my God, here's the bloody precocious child pretending to be a wood warrior. But I, I, I want to... Like, no, she was nice. I, I'd like to see the, the sitcom stand with the Rikers now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was basically a breather, so not much goes down, I guess. Oh, well, Hugh goes down, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, honestly, he's had as much screen time in this show as he did in TNG, so whatever. And the actor himself uh, was apparently happy with the closure. Apparently, um, they got Hugh in, but Maddox was not the original actor. Oh, he was not? Okay, so I was right. I mean, he was I, like fucking old and beardy and looked like shit, so you couldn't tell anyway. But. Exactly. I was sitting there like, is that the same guy? Because I just watched Measure of a Man. Right. And, um... But, uh, yeah, that's not the same actor. Yeah, a bit of a oh, so, shame. So I was right. Him. He was too busy. Yeah. But See, doing what? <laughs> <laughs> See, when, I, when we started, yeah, yeah, I, I thought I was stupid for saying that, but I, I smelled, I smelled the smell they, of they fear. Was, they were so desperate to get Bruce Maddox in, they recast him. Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> well, nobody noticed. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, did, I heard it on another podcast. I so. didn't notice till just now. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many, you just watched it, I, I had my view like a week ago so how, how much music cueing did they do I only noticed it there's like maybe one or two conversations with Riker mm. you get some TNG theme in there that was all I noticed that had to be the uh, the, the doc scene that seemed to be a notable Riker Picard scene yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and but one thing is we really don't need to see them again Unless they need Harbor again, and then we get to see the full defensive capabilities of Riker's house. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> would have been cool to see a bit more. Maybe. That, okay, maybe that, that's going to... I feel like we won't this season. No, no, the finale is going to be them doing their last stand on oh, Riker's uh, house as the Borg Cube comes to save them. 
if I'm right, am I is that is that stupid or okay? That would be pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> That's episode ten. Their last stand in Riker's dope house with the board. I guess team. they evacuate everyone from Soji's planet in episode nine. Uh, Where can we go? They go to Riker's planet, have a big battle. Oh, the daughter dies, and then he hates Picard. <laughs> <laughs> but then we I hope it doesn't go that way. Then we won't get hanging it. with the Rikers. Right. <laughs> um, are there any other salient points you want to hit on this particular episode? I think it was during this episode. Oh, right. So they they didn't figure out Agnes yet, but Agnes shot herself to try and destroy the thing, and right. we found well, out with that with she- with. Chems, not yeah, yeah, she yeah. didn't shoot herself. Right. Say. But that is also when we find out what's going on with her. But like you said, we didn't get the answer what's going on with O. Yeah. Yet. A lot of vomit and foam. Yeah. <laughs> but I, man, you, especially in America, man, if I have two slices of cake, I'm going to vomit. American <laughs> cake is ridiculous. American cake is just all frosting, right? Yeah. See, because I, I like cake more than I like frosting. Okay. So I kind of like that here you can just buy the little just a bit of sponge cake no this cake here's great uh, yeah, I, 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 I do usually just eat the one piece but I, I, I would well, eat yeah, it yeah I'm one, not a beast yeah in America <laughs> yeah man you eat that much red velvet cake and that's exactly what's gonna happen <laughs> yep and you know nerves and stuff yeah pieces in the corners of my mind the whole mind is broken Matthew yeah <laughs> is, is cat sci-fi enough for this podcast cat cats oh I really <laughs> want to see it <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll have a cheat week we're gonna do cats <laughs> I I went to see cats in the I haven't seen the movie but I did see it um a Broadway production in Atlanta someone gave us free tickets right and we went and we're just like, what the hell is going on? So right. I'm, I'm not a fan. It's already what the hell is going on. And then they've given it those visuals. Exactly. So. That's, that's why I kind of want to put it out there and talk crap about it. Because I, I already hate it. So it's not right. like it's not like it's going to destroy my vision See, of it. The dream would be if I ended up loving it. Oh, and then we that. got to record that podcast. Well, I told you we have one lined up in a few months uh, on the, along those lines. Right. So... <laughs> Um, anyway, Broken Pieces is the title, the title of the eighth episode of Picard. Thoughts? Yeah, it's all going on now. Huh? It's all going on now. Stuff's happening. So it's happening, but it was still, it was kind of like a treadmill episode. A lot of stuff happening, but we well, didn't. So, yeah. Our main crew were just traveling. Yeah. <laughs> but to everyone else, like on the board cube, a lot of shit was happening. Mm. Yeah, I guess there's things going down the, on the ship as well, too. Um... I'm glad to see 709 actually has a purpose for being here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she was... Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't just a one episode. Thing. Yeah, because I was like, oh, she makes a badass cameo and that's it. Right. <laughs> I, of course, she was in this one less, but what she did was of much more consequence. Right, yeah, yeah. She's freeing them books. <laughs> Stealing a cube, which is pretty cool. I did love Eldor Slicer. You're going to assimilate me now. <laughs> because she willingly goes full Borg for a few seconds there. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I couldn't quite tell. Did 
all the Borg die? I, that's what I thought at first, but I think they assaulted, the assault was repulsed, and there were, like, derelict ships left behind. Right. I have a feeling the Borg are still out there in some capacity. Same with TNG, late TNG, it was like... Oh, no, sorry, I mean, in, when they, in the specific Borg on board, oh, yeah. they flushed some of them out to space. Was that all of them? Um, I'm not sure, but they certainly flushed a lot of them out to space. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I don't <clears throat> think the Borg are, like, dunzos. Yeah. Because they're saying, like, this ship is one which, specifically this cube broke from the collection. Was connected. All right, because uh, that, that's another thing with Hugh, right? That was the, the next gen. It was not clear if the Borg had all gotten screwed up, but it turned out just this certain group of Borg that right. Lore became the cult leader for. I don't think Voyager ever, like, beat the Borg, did they? 100%. I, we've talked about That's before, Voyager things. questions are the ones I'm yeah. least likely to answer. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> no, I will too. Uh, I'll, I, 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 I listen to a podcast where they're going to get to Voyager in like two years time. That's when I'm going to watch Voyager. So I'm, why right. would I watch it now? I'm, I'm slated to watch it in a few <laughs> years time. So, <laughs> um, I mean, after Picard, I'm definitely going to go back and finish rewatching TNG and I guess then it'll be DS9 and Voyager. Yeah. But I'll watch them side by side. Hmm. Side by side, because kind of, well, I guess that is how they were on TV for the most part. <laughs> yeah, this one, yeah, like it's like a lot happened, but not much seemed to stick in my mind. That's not me saying I didn't like this episode. I did like watching it, but it just kind of like, you know, bounced around in my brain a bit and didn't stick for whatever reason. It was it was a lot, another very like moving pieces into place episode. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of broken pieces here. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh, the titular line. To solve this problem, I'll have to be Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. <laughs> I, man, I wish that line were in the movie. <laughs> yeah, he gets the titular line. Um, but I definitely um, appreciate the, this, the scene with Picard and Soji where sort of like the data vibe actually comes out for a bit. Yeah. Brings a tear to your eye. Yeah. So it's nice to see some things. It is nice that there are now heartwar- a few heartwarming scenes in Picard since uh, the first half of the show is pretty bleak. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because he's, he's becoming Picard again. Exactly. Which I, mean, I think they literally say out loud in this episode and the one before. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's time for you to be... To solve this problem, I'll have to be Star Trek Picard. <laughs> <laughs> they came pretty close to that. Yeah. <laughs> you need to go on one more Star Trek... Picard. <laughs> they, they could get that in there. Yeah. Except they have to proceed. It was, shut the fuck up. That you have to good. go on one more Star Trek. Picard. That should have been the line. That basically was the line, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I just thought the annoying sister is dead. I'm glad of that. Yeah. <laughs> she was a real lame villain. <laughs> well, they got, they, they made her, a, at least they gave her a little edge before that. Right. Yeah. I mean, jettisoning the Borg and and. Um, well, they also gave her some motivation. Yeah. So she didn't doesn't feel quite such a one dimensional Star Trek villain anymore. Oh like, yeah. Not, she feels more like a Star Trek villain than a one dimensional yes. Star Wars villain. Yeah, the opening of uh, episode eight definitely looked like a Lady Gaga video or something. <laughs> it's also um, so Picard has given us like good character stories. A good political message of even your enemies are still people. and just, It's one big sci-fi idea is stolen wholesale from Mass Effect. What's that? I, I, I so, saw a reference to this. I didn't know what they were getting at. Right, so. The overall plot, spoilers if you haven't played the Mass Effect trilogy, which uh, our colleague Rob currently is doing. <laughs> <laughs> so 
in Mass Effect, the like super villains you're eventually dealing with are this race of like space robots called the Reapers, and their purpose is they come back to the galaxy every fifty thousand years, and destroy all civilizations which are advanced enough to create synthetic life, because synthetic life is so dangerous. Ah, and like- that's it. They they a forerunner species has left a message behind to say to kill. To th- it's so Mass Effect. It's like the uh, it's like the time TNG just straight up ripped off Red Dwarf. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No, which one's that? It's the one where like a day disappears and they're trying to figure. Then Data uh, turns out remembers, but yeah, because yeah, yeah. like yeah, Patrick totally Stewart right. has been in an interview saying, "Yeah, we kind of ripped off an episode of Red Dwarf for that," <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty hip. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then yeah, Marina Sirtis was even in Mass Effect. <laughs> okay, doing her voice work. There we go, connection. And also, their spaceship looks very Mass Effect, and it's like... You mentioned that a few weeks ago. Yeah, so I, I, I made the reference for FTL, because I played FTL, not Mass Effect. But uh, hey, I guess there's some Mass, Mass Effect uh, fan yeah, well, I mean, it, here. It, I guess after Battlestar ended and Firefly ended, that was the big new sci-fi franchise. Yeah. I mean, it was primarily a game, not a TV show or yeah. a film, but still. I mean, you could say MCU, that doesn't quite count. It's not right. space opera sci-fi, most of the time. Right, right, right. <laughs> but. <clears throat> and I guess yeah. now Star Trek is the one that's coming back. Yeah. We've got fucking a lot of Star Trek shows at the moment. Yeah, well, at least they're staggering them, so they're not at the same time. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I still haven't watched Disco 2. Yeah, you gotta get to that. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Uh, I definitely see where this, this one has a bit of a novel form, though. Like, it's starting to like it's written by a novelist basically yeah, yeah, yeah starting yeah. to really show those stripes i mean it feels like chapters yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah even yeah. our episodic um episode five with the stardust city rag now now a seven nine back at least t- ties in a little tighter right they were just setting up and they did find like maddox now so that she can be in it later yeah they did find maddox in that so they yeah. still had things going on but uh yeah, so hopefully they... I, I think they're going to land it. Well, we'll find out in two weeks, but... I feel like they are. I also still feel like this story could have been told in a TNG two-parter. Yeah, could have. Oh, just a fucking 45-minute TNG. It almost was. Uh, Gambit? Which know? one's that? That is the one where Picard seems to have, to be dead, but he's actually um, gone undercover as a renegade. Oh, with, I like, seen that smugglers. One. Ah. And then Riker finds him. Yeah, he's, he's in with the smugglers. It's archaeological. It's, you know, it's a, it's a Picard thing. But uh, Riker finds himself beamed on the ship. And, you know, the cliffhanger is Picard. Like, I say we kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it, it isn't a direct. I mean, it's just the whole time watching. I guess because it's Picard in a not Starfleet setting. Right. Um, this show has made me think about Gambit on several occasions. And he does that stupid French accent. <laughs> <laughs> I think he doesn't do that in Gambit. Yeah, I don't think he does that in Gambit, but that would have... He, he could have. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember it's... Um, Picard was... He was taking leave to search this thing, and the reports came that he was blasted or uh, vaporized in a bar. Oh, maybe I have But it was actually it. a transporter gun that got him, and he right. was on the ship of the Rebel, so he basically had to pretend to be a smuggler um, hmm. to, to you know not die and to still find his, his treasure or whatever it was. I don't remember what they were looking for. They were looking, they were looking for the MacGuffin, I guess. But. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll see if they land in two weeks. I, I, think that's, I think we picked up most of the pieces of the broken pieces. Titular. I just like saying titular. I think that's it. Yeah, we got Seven and Elnor on the Borg. They're like the action team. Yeah. <laughs> we got the ship. They're like action the... Action team. <laughs> I don't know. Chatting team. <laughs> <laughs> chatting team. The, the, the talkie Picard team. <laughs> yeah, you got a Starfleet 
squad on the way, you've got the Romulans on the way, it's all built into conclusion. Again, it has, very much has a novel structure. Yep. I mean, novel as in book, right? Yeah. Not original, because it might be Mass Effect. <laughs> it's very Mass Effect. So, Commodoro, we discovered, was half Romulan, half Vulcan, which answered my question from the previous episode, which yes. I forgot to bring up, because um, Romulans can't mind meld. Right, that that was a bit of a yeah confusing thing. Um, that, so see, I, was, I forgot the, the vision. I just remembered the Lady Gaga video scenery. <laughs> right, yeah, because they they touch the thing and see the vision. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. What will happen if synthetic life is allowed? To I, no, no, it looks like Janelle Monae's A Dirty Computer Movie. Have you seen that? No, that, that's a cool one. If you, especially if you like her music at all, yeah, yeah have a have a look see to that, and have a look see for the last two episodes of Star Trek Picard. This has been Matt. This has been Luke. And it took me a second to remember my name. Why do you, what, we don't normally say our names. Do we say our names at the end? Yeah. Huh. Because then we say to get the Finally, fuck out. Finally, shut of the fuck up. Sci-fi sanctuary and shut the fuck up, yes. <laughs> <laughs>